0: Welcome home, I'm your host Victoria Loveday, a transformational coach, founder of Starchild Healing and creator behind Starchild Sister. A podcast to facilitate your personal journey back home to wholeness and worthiness. I'm so excited you're on the journey. I'll be here weekly discussing practices and actionable steps you can take to heal emotional wounds and create more inner peace and inner power in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and give a five star review on Apple iTunes. Welcome home. I'm really glad you're here joining me in this first episode. I've really been itching for a long time to share with you on a deeper level. And for the past few years, actually, I've had this inner whisper to help people emotionally heal. But for a long time, and I can still feel it when I choose to tune into my past feelings, where I felt unworthy and broken. My trauma felt permanent, my heartbreak felt permanent, and my inner loneliness felt permanent. But after discovering inner child work, I was really able to find the power that I had within to surrender to feeling the painful feelings of my wounded child, to call in my inner mother, to give me nurturing and reassurance, and to my sole purpose of helping people to heal emotional wounds. So I'm really excited right now to see where this takes me because I feel like I'm in my element. I feel like I'm living from alignment and it's just a really good feeling. I'm also really excited to see how this platform will help me grow my connections as well because I have been really keen for the past year or so to expand and grow my soul family and uh, speak to leaders in the healing and transformation industry as well. So I've had a lot of insecurities and imposter syndrome in the past that has definitely held me back from starting a podcast, the fear of being visible, uh, the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection and all the things. Um, But doing a lot of deep healing in 2020, I've really found more compassion for myself and I'm finally giving myself the permission to not be perfect. And I'm really starting to embrace the feminine energy of being in flow and just trusting the process. Um, cause I know that when I'm in my masculine energy, I just overthink everything. Um, I set myself huge goals that are just like <laughs> so unattainable. Um, so I am just really, um, sinking into this feminine energy because i think sometimes we can really judge ourselves when we are going through changes when we are going through a transition because there's this element of uncertainty and we're figuring out you know what we need to do what steps we need to take we're figuring out how we're going to fit into this new space And we can really fear making mistakes or looking incompetent or looking like a fool. Um, But actually what I've learned is that there's really no such thing as mistakes. There's only lessons. And so for us to come home to emotional wholeness and worthiness, it means taking risks. It means asking ourselves the questions, am I willing to let go of the need to be liked? Am I ready to be authentic? Am I ready to speak my truth and risk ruffling some feathers? Am I ready to share my unique tone with the world even though everybody might not agree with me? So these are all really powerful questions actually that have really helped me to um, overcome my imposter syndrome and overcome my insecurities because what I've learned I guess in 2020 one of the biggest things that I learned was that it's in these awkward and uncomfortable transitions in life that we really find our voice. I've certainly found that this time that we've all spent at home living between four walls and um being at home with ourselves and having to face our demons it's really given us a lot of white space to rethink things, to reflect on things and to really come home to ourselves. So I found 2020 uh, challenging at first and um, like we all have um, but then I also found it to be quite a powerful container for growth. I found that it allowed me to spend more time with myself, it allowed me to find my alignment and find my voice and this is just so important and it's something that is so overlooked because the more we live in alignment and our higher self and our highest good, our life just moves so much smoother and the reason why I think this is the case is when we are practicing being honest and we um, we're living in integrity about who we are and we're not misrepresenting ourselves we just align ourselves to our desires much quicker we align ourselves to our life goal and everything just falls into place uh, so much more easily Now, you may have been following my blog for the past few years, and I really wanted to strengthen our connection and create a sacred space and a healing community where we can talk about our deepest fears, our vulnerabilities, our truths, and really just share spiritual wisdom that we might not be able to share anywhere else. And if you're like me, then you're probably the one at the party looking for an authentic or meaningful connection and you're often seeking out someone that you can have a heart to heart with, this is something that I feel like I have been looking for for a long time and I will often feel you know quite disappointed, defeated and deflated, um, if I don't feel like I'm getting that connection and I just have known for so long that I'm gonna get more connection um, if I start a podcast, if I talk about topics that I'm just dying to talk about and if I speak with other like-minded souls who have the same things in common... So maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you feel like you've spent your whole life seeking a deeper connection and you're always searching for ways to find that connection. In my experience, nobody really leaves their childhood without experiencing a deep inner void that just wants to belong. We've all come out of childhood with this need to belong void and I've honestly never met anyone who's had this completely filled in before they leave their childhood. So I hope that with this podcast you'll have a safe haven you can return to whenever you feel alone, disconnected, empty and unworthy and you have some really powerful practices and tools you can use to return home. But before we dive in let me share with you my story and how I came across inner child work. So I'm a transformational coach and I work with women and rising leaders to help them to cultivate inner intimacy so they can create emotional wholeness and inner power in their lives. And all the work that I do is based upon this philosophy that every choice we make in our lives is motivated by the desire to feel connected to someone or every choice we make is driven by the fear that we will be lost, rejected or abandoned. And cultivating this sense of inner safety, inner intimacy and unconditional love really gives us the love, support and internal strength that we need to create this wholeness and worthiness in our lives. So I discovered this years after feeling this chronic and nagging feeling of inner emptiness and loneliness. It was as if I'd spent my entire life longing for connection and just Repeatedly feeling this intense pain of grief and depression as a result of not getting my emotional needs met as a child. So I carried this emotional neglect into my adult life and I attracted emotionally unavailable friends and relationships. And for the past three years of living in isolation, I've really found the space to do the deep inner work and come back to myself again. At first, it was terrifying to be alone. You know, I really feared being on my own. Um, and I indulged in a lot of avoidance mechanisms to distract me from feeling the pain. As deep down, I didn't think that I could handle my pain. So I did it through binge eating, spending, drinking. And I just found that the loneliness just creeped in more and more. And I'd have these periods of emotional outbursts where I'd call people from this sense of panic and powerlessness and helplessness and I was just so overwhelmed by my isolation and by my loneliness. So something that really resonated with me when I came across inner child work was this idea that our inner child is the echo of the child that we once were. So if we're triggered and we find ourselves overreacting to something, we are experiencing intense emotions of sadness, anxiety, guilt, shame. It's often because these intense emotions that are hysterical are also historical. So if we are overreacting to something and we find ourselves like losing a sense of control, it's basically a manifestation of our wounded child. So if we experienced childhood neglect, if we experienced um, emotionally detached parents, then this is gonna create wounds and we are gonna keep experiencing those feelings until we learn to heal and until we look within. And when we realize that the cry that we hear deep within our hearts comes from our wounded inner child, It's so much easier to understand where our hurt and where our pain comes from and we can give ourselves more compassion and we can see that we're not reacting as adults, but we're reacting as the powerless and helpless children that we once were. So instead of looking outside of ourselves for love and instead of abandoning ourselves, we can create this inner intimacy and we can create this sense of closeness within. And what I really love about this process is that you're in full control of it. You can cultivate this inner connection with yourself, you can create this psychological safety for yourself and nobody can take this away from you. So for me personally when I came across this work I was really able to give little Vicky the love and validation that she needed and since then I have just been cultivating this beautiful relationship between my inner child and my inner mother and that connection between my inner child and my inner mother has just made me feel more strong and you know whenever sadness, depression or grief comes up I just know that I can rely on myself and I have everything that I need within to heal my inner child. And once you realize that all of the emotional needs that you didn't get in childhood have held you back or stunted your psychological or emotional development, you can really take your power back and give yourself those emotional needs. So if you didn't feel like you got enough support as a child, if you don't feel like you got enough um, respect or, uh, validation or, you know, all, all the things that we feel like, you know, we didn't get as a child. What's so empowering about this process is that you can now tune into your inner child and you can give yourself all of those emotional needs because you're no longer a helpless child leaning on unreliable people for safety and comfort. You're no longer you know, looking for validation from your parent, because when you're a young child, obviously you need, their, you need their support, you need their emotional validation so that you have that sense of belonging. And if that sense of belonging is threatened and you feel like you're going to be abandoned, then to a child, abandonment means death. So these huge reactions that you might be having as an adult make total sense because if you were abandoned as a child then yeah that would mean death so I just want to remove or help you to remove you know all the shame and judgment you might have towards your emotions and towards your feelings and I just feel like I wish I knew this sooner Um, which is why I'm like so passionate about getting this message out into the world right now So as well as healing your inner child to find love, wholeness, and worthiness, it's also going to help you to find success too. And when I came across inner child work, I was like, wow, this is really powerful. Because when you have the tools to nourish your heart, to validate the feelings of your inner child, you cultivate this internal strength, you cultivate this sense of self-trust, And that just gives you a much stronger foundation when you are pursuing creative projects, when you are taking risks. Um, So I really believe that this is going to help you emotionally. It's going to help you, you know, in your relationships. And it's going to help you in your work as well. Now, what I want to say here is that this is a process I wrote an article on replying to the inner child on Elephant Journal and one of the comments that I got was that, you know, you make this process sound so easy. So yes, we have to be honest with ourselves here and we have to understand that this might take time, especially if you've got a lot of wounded pain, uh, if you've been through childhood trauma. And if we consider the context of, you know, what we're going through right now, um, we are going through a collective trauma right now. So I just want you to know that, you know, you don't need to rush this process. It isn't a competition. It isn't a race to get to the end. So really give yourself patience and give yourself grace. And the more you practice this work, um, the more patient and the more compassion you will be towards yourself. I was talking to a friend recently and they were saying that they experience a lot of tension and resistance and frustration whenever they try to tune into their inner child um, because there is this disconnect between their inner child and their inner adult and they are very critical and judgmental towards themselves. So if you can relate to that, um, this process you know, you might experience resistance to start with, but the more you practice it, you know, just like with any skill in life, the smoother and the easier that it it will get, you know, the more you can tune into your inner child and listen to your inner child without judgment and without shame, the more your inner child will want to come out to play, will want to explore and yeah, you will, you will get there. So just know that, you know, this isn't a rush, but what I will say is that we need to welcome the pain and welcome the feelings. Feelings don't disappear because we ignore them or because we avoid them. It's only after showing up to our feelings will they begin to dissolve into the nothingness that they once were. Now, you might think, "Well, wow, that is so far out of reach. That is so not possible for me. Um, because I have you know so much pain Um, but I do want to reassure you and I do want you to sit with the belief that it is possible it is possible to to lessen the feelings of the wounded child because the more that you tune into them the more you feel the feelings the more those feelings will heal so this work is based upon this philosophy that you need to feel it to heal it. You have to tune into the feelings and um, when you tune into the feelings of your inner child, your inner child is feeling heard, that they're feeling seen and they're feeling understood. So that's just something else that I want you to be mindful of. Okay, so what is the inner child? The inner child is the childlike aspect of our personality that is full of innocence or joy, playfulness and wonder. And when our inner child feels loved, we are in this state of bliss and we feel passion, we feel playful and we feel curious. So our inner child is really our natural state. You can also see it as your soul and When we are uh, living from our inner child, we are creative, we're intuitive and we have this innate ability to trust. So people who are connected to their inner child just respond to life with ease, flow, curiosity and spontaneity. Interestingly enough, I've always felt connected to my inner child and if you were to meet me in person, you'd see that I'm quite a bubbly, Um, and playful person. Um, In the past, I've been judged for being different, uh, for being quirky or random, but it turns out all along that I was connected to my inner child. So you might be able to relate to this. You might have a wild imagination or goofy character, but you might find yourself holding yourself You might find that you hold yourself back because you fear that people will judge you for it or you might know someone who has this playful and spontaneous energy, they can let themselves go, Uh, they can be funny, goofy and silly and they just carry this attitude about them that they can move into quite easily and uh, just really fun to be around. Now, the reason why the inner child isn't talked about as often as it is, is because in our society, many of us deny the wisdom and feelings that come from the child because we've established our identity through doing and uh, being productive and achieving rather than being. So if we look at our culture, traditionally, children have been seen as less than adults. They've been seen as less important and less knowing. And as children, we generally experienced ourselves as helpless and as powerless. And if we grew up and we were made to feel that we were bad or we were told that we were bad, then we see our inner child as a troublemaker. And if we weren't valued as a child and we didn't feel seen, we didn't feel heard or understood for who we really were, then it can be really hard for us to feel the value of the child within us. But what about softness and tenderness? What about awareness and empathy, playfulness and curiosity without these qualities that exist within us? How would we ever find our inner power? How would we ever find our wisdom And realize that these qualities are just as important. And that's what this really is about. It's really about listening to the wisdom of our inner child. Because our inner child contains all of the wisdom and all of the answers that we need. It's really not about looking outside of ourselves for answers. You know, looking for advice from others or um, seeking advice from gurus. It's all about listening to the answers that we have within. And understanding this concept is really essential for becoming whole and coming home. Because we need feelings and wisdom to make decisions. And without them, how would we be able to create a life of alignment? How would we be able to make decisions in our lives? When we look at wisdom, wisdom comes from this accumulation of all the hardships and emotional experiences we've had in our lives that are stored as emotion. So we need emotions, we need feelings, we need to know whether something feels true, whether something is right for us or not. But in our society, the inner child has been socially sanctioned in a way. If we show vulnerability, emotion or sensitivity, then we're often told that we need to grow up, we need to stop being sensitive and we need to move on. And by closing off the negative feelings of our inner child, we're also closing off the positive feelings. So innocence, sensitivity, curiosity and playfulness are things that we end up suppressing because we are taught in our society to ignore our emotions, avoid our feelings and to distract ourselves all the time. So we're always looking for ways to distract ourselves so it's really easy for us to get addicted to things Um, and as a result our inner child learns to fear being rejected and it learns to fear being abandoned by our inner adult and the people around us so what we do is we end up self-sabotaging and projecting our fears onto others because we believe that others are generally rejecting us or abandoning us But the truth is, is that we're abandoning ourselves in the first place by disconnecting from our inner child. So a really good example of this is, let's just say that you're dating someone new, um, you're attracted to this person, you want to get to know this person. You're really keen to find that connection, but you also have this fear of connection. You're scared of getting too close to them because you don't want to be abandoned. So you might become hypervigilant, you might overshare, or you might emotionally overinvest yourself in someone to avoid being rejected or abandoned. And you think that by doing this, you're protecting yourself from being abandoned, but you're only abandoning yourself. So basically, what ha- what's happening here is what you're fearing, you're manifesting. Because if you are abandoning your inner child and you are rejecting your inner child, ironically, you're going to end up um, being abandoned by others. And the universe is going to keep sending us you know, the same hurtful experiences time and time again until we start learning to heal from them. So until we learn to stop self-abandoning ourselves, we're always going to manifest people into our lives who abandon us. And the Abandonment Wound is something that I'm going to be talking about more of in this podcast. So if you want to dive deeper into that, make sure you tune in to the next episode. So how do you connect with your inner child? So what I'm going to be doing now is I'm going to be walking you through the practical steps you can take to tune into your inner child and to start the process of nurturing and reparenting your inner child. Okay, so the first step in connecting with your inner child is to take a few mindful deep breaths and just become present in your body. So you want to scan your body and you want to notice any physical sensations or stress in your body. You might feel um, pain in your stomach, you might feel that your shoulders are tight or your heart is racing fast. Just tune into those sensations and then you can breathe into your stomach, breathe into your heart and breathe into your shoulders. And now you want to breathe into your heart and become really present with your heart. And what I like to do here is I like to put my hands on my heart to stimulate oxytocin. This is also known as the love hormone. And what you want to do is you want to set the intention that you are open to learning and you are open to connecting with your inner child. So this is all about cultivating compassion and um, self-soothing our inner child and then what you can do next is you can imagine an older and wiser version of yourself and you can invite that loving and wiser version of yourself into the chambers of your heart so this might be your inner mother it might be your inner father and what I want you to do is I want you to tell him or her, I invite your wisdom, love, and compassion into my heart and take a deep breath in. The next step is tuning into the tightness of your shoulders, your um, the, the tightness or pain in your stomach, the racing in your heart, and lovingly asking your inner child about her feelings. So ask your inner child, what am I telling you, what am I treating you, what am I doing that's causing you sadness or loneliness or stress or tension right now and then what you can do is you can go inside and you can let your inner child share their deepest thoughts and feelings with you. So she might say you're neglecting me, you're putting everyone else before me and you're abandoning me The other day, you were hungry, but to please others and to make everyone else happy, you numbed out your wants, you numbed out your needs, and you ignored your desires. You're afraid that you're going to ignore people with your needs, um, but you're starving me. I feel neglected. I feel lonely, and I feel out of control. I'm sad and I'm depressed because you're not prioritizing me and I feel lonely and abandoned. I get anxious because you ignore my needs for hours. You make yourself small to make everyone else happy but you're depriving me, you ignore me and you're not loving to me so of course I feel anxious, lonely, depressed and alone. So once you're starting to see how you're experiencing yourself, now you want to go deeper into that wounded part of your inner child. How old do you think that wounded part of you is? Okay, so let's say that your inner child is talking to you you right now. I'm nine years old and my mother is angry at me. I'm walking in the woods and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty, but my mother is walking 10 yards ahead of me. She's ignoring me and I feel unwanted and unloved by my mother. I know that if I say anything, she'll be angry at me, so I'll shut down and keep myself quiet. I'll ignore my needs to look after myself because I know that speaking up will set my mother off. So there's this nine-year-old in charge of your life, ignoring your needs and neglecting you because you're afraid that it's going to make others angry or unhappy with you. So the reason why you struggle to speak up and ask for what you want is because you're afraid of people being unhappy with you. So what you can do now is you can ask the nine-year-old version of you, what does she believe about numbing out her needs? Well, she believes that having needs is going to make other people angry, it's gonna make them unhappy, but this is a major false belief and none of this is true. So now that she's aware that this is a false belief, What you can do is you can call in your higher guidance, your inner mother, and you can ask her, you know, what is the truth? What is the truth about this belief? you might find this a little bit difficult if you're doing it the first time if that's the case what you can do is you can imagine yourself as a friend or um, yeah you can imagine a friend or somebody else and if they were to give you their truth their wisdom or their advice what would they have to say about it so what is the wisdom here and ask her you know what is loving to me so If you can, step into your higher self and ask her this question, is it true that having needs is wrong because it will make other people angry? Is it true that having needs are selfish and that it's dangerous and unsafe for others to be unhappy with you? And if she opens, she'll tell you that ignoring your needs is limiting you and it's making you neglect yourself. Thinking that having needs is needy, selfish, or it's dangerous to make others unhappy with you is a false belief that you've developed from your history of childhood challenges. So what you can do now is you can ask yourself, well, what can I do to be more loving to myself? Well, it might be letting go of this false belief that it's unsafe to have needs it might be noticing those body sensations when you feel thirsty, hungry, or tired. And it's about uh, no longer ignoring those sensations to make other people feel happy. So like I said in this podcast, you're now a really powerful adult and you're no longer this helpless or powerless child. So these false beliefs that have been created out of childhood trauma are are holding you back and are making you self-neglecting and are making you self-abandoning. So your mission now moving forward is noticing yourself when you're neglecting yourself and just being mindful and observing those pains of your inner child. Those pains or um wounds that you're experiencing right now is your inner child crying out for your attention to take care of her. Then the next thing you want to do is you want to start doing it. So you want to start listening to yourself when you have those needs. You know, if you feel hungry and you're with a group of people and you don't want to, you know, this false belief is cropping up, pay attention to it. You know, don't ignore your needs for 30 minutes, one hour or two hours to avoid uh, rocking the bow or making everybody else unhappy. You're only neglecting and diminishing yourself by doing this. So your mission is to start observing, to start listening, and taking loving action when that false belief or those feelings crop up, and to start tuning in and nurturing and self-soothing your inner child. And that's what this whole process is really all about. It's about connecting to your inner child, listening to her, asking her what she needs, calling in your inner mother for wisdom. And questioning the fears and beliefs that are causing your inner child to feel pain. And then it's about taking that loving action to nurture your inner child. And then to to end this whole process, you want to start paying attention to how you feel when you take better care of yourself with kindness, compassion, and loving action. Notice how you feel when you're proactive in taking this solution-focused, psychological, and therapeutic process to yourself. Practice this daily, continue this process of inner intimacy until it becomes a real intricate part of your life. I'm so glad you're here on this journey with me and I want to say in closing, after all you have survived, after all the pain you have endured, Let today be the day your inner mother says to your inner child, welcome home.